Write the world-changing book that will help grow your personal brand and your business as it makes the world a better place. Welcome to the Author's Corner, hosted by Robin Colucci. Every episode, we bring you some of the most successful authors, as well as other industry experts, to share some inspiration, motivation, tactical strategy, and fun. We'll also talk about the challenges and trends in the publishing industry. Don't get stuck in the idea phase. Join the Author's Corner today. Start writing the book you've dreamed about. Hello and welcome to the Author's Corner. I'm your host, Robin Colucci, and today we are going to talk about a topic that we've talked about before, but we can't talk about enough, and that is book marketing. Because if there's one place in the book development, publish, you know, writing and publishing process that I think gets the least amount of attention compared to its level of importance, it's how are you going to sell these books once your book is out? So with that in mind, I've invited to be with us today, Rick Light of Stress-Free Book Marketing. Rick is a seasoned book marketing professional with over 18 years of experience in the industry and embracing the core values of integrity, motivation, and growth. Rick works closely with authors to create custom, robust book marketing programs. His easygoing manner, which I'm sure you will feel during our interview today, provides stress-free support and comfort to authors going through the book marketing process for the first time. Rick shares his knowledge and insider tips for a successful marketing campaign that will lead to increased exposure, awareness, and sales. And we also have a talk about one particular strategy that can be problematic and that should be avoided. So be sure to keep your ears open for that. So Rick, welcome to the Author's Corner. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to have you because I know one of the greatest conundrums that authors face is probably one of the most difficult to solve, right? Is how do I promote the book once it's out? And so I'm so thrilled to be talking with you about this today because having checked you out, I know you're going to be sharing some very pragmatic and reasonable. (laughs) Well, I hope so. Ideas and goals and just to try to help our authors get their arms around this. Because one of the biggest challenges, even with a traditional book deal, which I know you'll be able to speak to, I do think that authors kind of have this experience of just being dropped into a chasm. One image I used with my team recently is that that Mad Men guy falling out of the skyscraper (laughs) when when it comes to promoting their book. So share with our listeners a little bit. Do you agree with that perception? And so what is going on? Yeah, I think I do agree with that. It's not innate for people to be able to market themselves comfortably or even know where to go with that. They have some ideas. And I think people in general are smart enough to read and figure things out, but they might be reading things on the internet and find conflicting information. So it becomes more frustrating as you go along. But I think the illustration that you mentioned is accurate. And for me, I think that marketing a book, promoting a book really starts when you're writing. It's easier because you're writing with characters in mind, you're writing with your target audience in mind, and you're always thinking about who you're going to want to read your book. 
So there are absolutely things that you could be doing and setting yourself up for success for a book launch. And if you're the type of writer that has multiple books, the work that you put in initially will pay off because the other releases that you have down the road would become easier. If this is your first book and you're releasing it, then it becomes more challenging because you're having to really lift that boulder all the way up the hill and you're not sure it's going to be for a second or third time. Right. So let's back up a little bit because I love what you taught, what you just said about thinking about and even starting to promote your book while you're writing. So can you give us an example or two or three of what that might look like? Sure. Well, there's a certain number of strategies that I find authors have success with when they're promoting their book. Could be social media, could be advertising, it could be giveaways or promotional opportunities, book reviews, editorial reviews, things that put your book in front of other people that can validate that it's a good piece of literature. Social media, as the example, would be something that you could start to work on as you're writing, and you can bring your followers through that process with you. So they're not just being introduced to your book when you're ready to sell it. They feel like they've shared the burden of writing it with you, of looking at your cover reveal, of helping you with some twists or turns, if that's relevant. So let's let's focus a little on the nonfiction area, because that would definitely be more for our listeners. So in terms of nonfiction writers starting to promote their books as they're in the process of writing. Right. And is this something that you like advise your clients on even that early, or are you more stepping in later on? It's a mix. I'd say over the last few years, I've been referred to more people from editors, from publishers who are in the middle of the writing process. So I have the pleasure of working with somebody early on. If I'm getting referred to people from Ingram Spark, which I do because I'm on their website as a marketing expert, then a lot of times they're done with the book and now it's time to market. For nonfiction authors, it's similar in the sense that as you're writing, you can be building up a following of people that appreciate that message, that follow that message, and you can start to work on building a nice network of people to hopefully prepare for your book launch. So everything you do is going to parlay into the next strategy. So if you're releasing the book in three months from now, you're building followers, you can start to find people who can help you get a very strong book launch. And from that point on, they become almost rabid followers to help promote your book. That should all be done while you're writing. Certainly while the book's being edited, you could move your attention towards more marketing and promotional opportunities and look to just find people that appreciate the type of writing that you're doing, the message from the book, enjoy writing in general, enjoy reading. And those are the people that will be lifetime friends for your work and even beyond that. Cool. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in this book launch business, your book business. Yeah. Yeah. I started helping my wife, Lori, who's an author. She has a line of children's titles that help kids with stress and anger, anxiety, I would say she's a pioneer in that industry because she's been writing these type of books for 25, 30 years. And I was between jobs and thought I would help her 
to bring her book out. I had a sales and marketing background. I enjoyed it so much, I started doing it full time. And I've been in that industry since. So we've had the opportunity to not only be self-published, but be traditionally published. She's been with Simon Schuster and Scholastic and see what goes on in promoting your book. The emotional opportunity that you have to bring a book to life, to see it come out, to know what happens behind the scenes, to understand the publishing world and distribution world. And that had given us, certainly myself, the opportunity to firsthand see how these things transpired. So I think that there's no better way of learning something than going through it and having the success, fortunately, that we did in building up something and looking at book distribution worldwide and looking at selling the rights to international publishers to translate the book into Japanese and Turkish and a few other languages. So the marketing component was naturally a big piece of that. And I've always been drawn to that because it's harder than just the technical side of putting a book together. So I just have immersed myself in that world. And then over the last 10 years or so, started helping other authors, both traditionally published, self-published, hybrid published authors, gain awareness and distribution and promotion and everything that goes into bringing a book to life. So what did you learn working with Simon and & Schuster and Scholastic about you know, book launches and pr- book promotion that you use today with your clients? Like anything stand out to you? I think the biggest thing that stood out was that the author is still responsible for marketing. My wife appeared on the first season of Shark Tank, and that was before it was HD or it was popular. But because we had that publicity and the one of her publishers at that point gave us an end cap for our books in what was, I think, Borders at that time. Okay. And so that's about the biggest thing that they did for us. And by the way, for our listeners, end caps cost money. So to get your book placed on an end cap in a a bookstore, a bookstore chain, that they spent a little money, but okay, they threw money at it. They threw some money at it and they helped in that way. And they might've done a couple other things, but ultimately it was our responsibility to get the word out. So that's the biggest thing that stood out. And that and the royalty paid twice a year. I mean, that really convinced us that we needed to do the work ourselves. We needed to self-publish. We knew that that would have certain limitations, but we were willing to try to work through those. And fortunately, we were able to. Uh So yeah, that's the traditional piece. Yeah. So what have you been able to do as a self-published author or that you can do for your clients who are self-published that doesn't necessarily work so well in the traditional model? Is there anything? I think you just have the freedom to go about. You own, it's similar to being a business owner, being an entrepreneur and a business owner or working for a corporation. You're your own boss. You have to risk everything every day. You have to be on your game. You have to realize that marketing and promoting your book is long-term. It's not done in six months or three months. And I think when you have that type of pressure on yourself, whether you do this full-time or as a hobby, you tend to work harder and smarter. I think when you are traditionally published, there's always that feeling that no matter how hard you work, you're not going to see the immediate rewards. Now, having said that, I think being traditionally published 
at least for one of your books, is amazing. It's an accolade. It adds credibility. It's a good thing to have. So I wouldn't want to discourage anybody listening from trying to do that. But I think being self-published and having control over our material and my clients as well, I think it's a better opportunity. So besides social media, like where do you see your authors getting the most bang for their buck in terms of uh, book promotion? I think doing a broad stroke approach, setting yourself up with the knowledge and a plan to look at any and every possible strategy to promote your book is a good thing. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to work everything, but reviews, for instance, not reader reviews that appear online, but editorial reviews, blog reviewers, newspapers, book clubs, podcasts, things that you have to work a little bit harder for are great ways to get the word out about your book. So blog reviewers, for instance, they'll post a review on their website, on social media, on Goodreads, and you have an opportunity to take advantage of that. Sometimes they'll even post it on Amazon for you. But if you're in the business and you're writing a lot, using a social platform like Goodreads and being able to take advantage of book group and find other readers and promote yourself is one strategy that you have to go deep with. So you have a broad approach on your business plan, but when you find something that's working, then you really have to go deep in that strategy and get ready and hang on and just work it until you really feel like you can't work that anymore. Yeah. When you start with a new client, how do you help them set their goals? Do you talk about like a book sales number you're trying to reach or like, how do you help them figure out what success looks like? It's really what they think it looks like. I'll listen to what they're trying to achieve. Why do they write the book? And you know, it's a variety of different reasons that come up from that. But if their goals are to use the book as credibility or to help them in their consulting business, that's really the goal. It's not necessarily a number of how many books we need to sell or what the ranking should be online. It's having them hit their goals and go past their goals, achieve their goals as quick as possible. So it's really understanding what their needs are, how to take that and translate it into an action plan and a timeline. And then I speak to my clients every week, especially in the first couple of months. So there's always a balance of what have you done last week? What did you achieve? What have you run into? You got an A for homework. And then what are we doing this week to get to that next step? On the hook with that as well. Are the clients mostly doing their own work or are you doing it some a lot of it for them or what's the balance there? It is a balance. It depends on the individual, but the author has to have skin in the game. They have to be doing things. I don't work with authors that want somebody to do it all for them, but it's a nice combination of what they can do. I work with some authors that aren't real savvy on the internet social media, or even sending emails and editing videos or podcasts for them or doing different things for them that I wouldn't normally do for another customer who might be more tech savvy. It depends on the individual, depends on the relationship we have and what they've signed on for. But the author is going to do as, as much as they need to do. And I don't run into people that are not willing to do something for themselves. And a lot of time it's, what else can I be doing? They're hounding me, what else could I be doing? 
<laughs> so that's kind of a good relationship where they're keeping me in check as well. <laughs> it really is so true that nobody can promote a book better than its author, right? And I think that not all authors understand that in the beginning. If you think of it, no matter what you're doing, the end user, your target audience, your reader wants to speak to the author. I've had scenarios where I'll set somebody up for a podcast and I immediately have to hand it off to the author because they don't want to deal with me. Right. I'm the catalyst. Great. Now, they're going to spend the time talking with the author about that. So it's a nice balance. I think when you're in sync with what the author wants, what their goals are, and what you can do for them, making sure you set the right expectations, then it's a beautiful relationship. Yeah. What are some more unrealistic expectations that authors come to you with that you might have to help them dial in a little bit more to reality? I will see a lot of emails when I get forms submitted through one of the print-on-demand companies I mentioned before, I'll see a lot of goals that are number of sales or number of books. And I just have to make sure that they have the right expectation. In fact, I say on my agreements that I can't guarantee that they'll sell one book. Uh-huh. Now, that's kind of silly, but... It's more important that the author has the right expectation, understands, again, that this is long-term play, that it's going to be a while, it's going to take momentum, even with something like reviews or endorsements. I mean, we're six to eight weeks out on a lot of reviews, and they have to be aware of that and be comfortable with that. We start asking for endorsements while we're doing a book proposal. We don't even wait to start writing the book. Right. Because endorsements take a while. Yeah. And they can also be a big help in even just getting a book deal if you have some really strong endorsers. Yeah, no doubt. There's other unreasonable expectations, but... What's another one? I think time, how much time they have of mine. I had to make some changes because I was giving people... I will help anybody. Even if they're not working with me, I feel like I want to help an author make sure that they're going in the right direction at least. So if I'm working with somebody, I will occasionally run into somebody that doesn't value my time and they're asking for more stuff than they should be. And I've gotten better at having those conversations, but that's probably the biggest thing these days. That, that That's the nice guys never finish. Rick, because there's always someone else right. to ask. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I have my wife to keep me in line with that stuff, though, because she knows when to put the foot down and remind me of what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. It's a good partnership that way. What do you think is the most fun to work on when it comes to book promotion? What are you most excited about when you get to work on it? I like the technical side. So either social media or video content creation audio creation. I've been dabbling for years with whether I do my own podcast or not. Things that involve technology and putting things together appeal to me. I mean, we could do websites. We can do a lot of different things. We have to be careful because obviously you want to make sure that you're providing that value for somebody. But whether it's finding something with an ebook promotion company or I haven't done a lot of work with the giveaway world because as a publisher that created content, 
I have a little bit of a problem with giving away something for free. I see the value in it in certain situations, like a lead magnet on your website, or if you're giving away a, an ebook of a past work because you have a new release coming out. Short term, I see the value, but I'm not a free person. Yeah. So what ways of doing the free book giveaway have you seen that are particularly things that authors should avoid or are really not beneficial? What are some of the things authors should be wary of and stay away from when it comes to giving a book away? Yeah. Giving it away or just pricing it too low. A lot of 99 cent eBooks out there that are 300 page novels. Like It's good work. It's great writing. Something like that long-term is not an effective strategy. Market, if you're giving away things just to try to get some information from somebody, I struggle with the email marketing side of that, building an email list. Everybody taunts of how great it is. And I've done it for years and years. And we do get people that want information, but it depends if it's nonfiction and you're helping them with something that's great, you build that loyalty. But if you're giving away a vampire book, then it's like, why is your book better than the next book? And the analogy is, if you've ever worked a trade show and there's somebody there that has giving away free keychains or free this, you get a line of people that are going in, taking a quick look and grabbing the item. They're not looking, reading, thinking about it. Oh, you have something for $3? All right, I have to think about it a little bit further. Right. So the value is gone when you're giving away something. And I really feel that the world's largest online book I'm not going to mention names. My book seller has done a terrible job at forcing the artist, the author, at keeping the prices lower and at making it all about price, not putting a value on the work, not putting a value on the vendors that are selling the work, but making it all about the almighty dollar. And that's really not fair. So I think anybody that writes knows that there's a lot of time and money that goes into creating a good piece of work. This is true. Just my nickel worth of free advice. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I think it's an interesting perspective. And one of the free strategies that I find particularly annoying and that I advise against very strongly is being at a event and just having a table and having a stack of your books on the table just with a sign that says, take one. We're sponsoring an event and putting a copy of your book in every bag because, first of all, it's wasteful as anything because most people aren't going to even be interested in it. And the worst is like walking around with a bunch of books in a bag. And then every time you meet someone, hey, here's my book or shoving it in the face of somebody that you want to meet. All of those things are, they devalue your book. And I don't think that the read on that is generosity. I think the read on that is desperate, desperation. And that's probably not the positioning that most authors are looking for. Yeah. I think you have to create a value Mm -hmm. for your book. I'm doing an assessment for somebody and that was a key point because her books were 99 cents all across the board. And my point was just that. If you make it 99 cents, you kind of fall in line with everybody else that's trying to get a name who probably isn't doing other things to do that other than selling online. If you create a value to that, it doesn't mean that you price it an ebook at $9, but don't worry so much about the actual sales. Again, not talking about a release. We're talking about six months after the release or so. 
just focus in on building your reputation, your name, your brand, your writing style. And as you do that, you don't have to give away books. You don't have to sell books for cheap. Mm-hmm. And if you look at some of the top authors, they're not giving away $2 eBooks. They could do that, but they're also not selling them for ridiculous prices either. Right. Their, their publishers are probably setting the price, but they're setting the price at a fair market value. Yeah. What other kinds of strategies do you help your clients with? It sounds like you have a lot of hats that you wear, like podcast booker, website developer, social media poster. That's a lot of different hats. Are you the guy? <laughs> you have a team? I, I used to be that guy. But wow. then this happened. I had a full head of hair. Oh. <laughs> part of this business, in all seriousness, it's impossible to do it all. I have some people that are working full-time, but I have a network of people that I can go to editors, website developers and designers, podcast technicians with Zoom and technology. Now anybody can really podcast, but the editing component for video and audio is still challenging. If I want to take a stab at it, I'll do it. I have clients that I do that for, but if it's overwhelming or if I have too much, then I outsource that. But Everything that I do for my clients, I did for myself. So I learned how to do that so that as I'm hiring people, I know what needs to go into it. I know what to look for. Like my marketing website, I built, but I've had people look at it and work on it and go to make changes and stop the process. So you have that knowledge, just like as an author would go through that process the first time, they know what to do and what not to do when they're going through the publishing process or the editing process or what to look for. That's from experience and doing yeah. it for a while. But yeah. we do a lot of different things. I think any strategy that's that can help sell a book or a product, we can do, but our strength is with the core products that make sense for authors to become successful. And so those core products are like what you've articulated. Let me just make sure I'm not missing. So you have social media, like growing your social media following. Yeah. And then doing podcast interviews. You know, having a website, podcast interviews, regular interviews, editorial interviews, reader interviews. Right. And all those promotional opportunities. And there's been a pause in this, obviously, with COVID, but author events, author signings. Some people have good luck with that. Some people sit and twiddle their thumbs. No one should ever do that without taking full advantage of it. Taking pictures, videos, having people coming in, getting people to come into that location, whether it's a store or not. Having a launch party, putting together a launch team that takes you from three months or two months before the book's published all the way through the publishing date looking at and making sure that you have multiple levels of distribution. I have a client that he's put very little work into it before me, but his book is doing very well online. And that was his limitation to it. But I was able to contact a distributor that I used to do a lot of work with. And his book is almost perfect for them, but he's a single author. Years ago, you would never hear of that. They would want that person to be either traditionally published or a bigger publisher. But because his book was online, because he's selling, they decided that they would take him on board. They'll get it through somebody else, but they'll represent his book and we're advertising with them and all that. So we can help with that if we know that there's a channel of distribution that they should be in that they wouldn't be in. 
That's such an interesting thing because honestly, I know one of the things that some, especially vanity presses do is they'll like sell as part of the package. We can get you distribution and they charge, by the way, thousands of dollars for that. And I think what a lot of people don't understand is that you can get listed with a distributor, right? but what makes a bookstore select your book and decide to put it on their shelves is a salesperson. <laughs> yeah. Or sales information. I mean, if you something (laughs) like not, they're not combing through a catalog looking for self-published authors that they've never heard of that no one's putting in front of their face saying, Hey, this is a really good book. You should get a few for your store. Mm -hmm. Do you help your authors? Like when you talked about like this person taking them on, is that more what you're talking about? Like they're actually helping to sell the book? No, it's a distributor that will distribute the book to high school facilities, educators, to curriculum. So it's a a distributor that is pretty popular out there that is boutique enough that they're not the giant, but they specialize in educational facilities. Educational market. Yeah. By the way, can mean a lot of books. I mean, there's, I looked it up once, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11 years ago. I think there were 42,000 like it was just even a segment of public school libraries. It wasn't even like 42,000 high school libraries or something crazy like that. Educators find you, if they know the resources out there, they might find you online, but then if they want to do something for their class or their school or their school counselor, we had done a lot of work with school counselors and we would get calls or POs for thousands of books for districts because they found you online they saw that you have a presence. They can guess that you're selling. And then next thing you know, they're looking for something from you. Quick story on how that works, though, is the in terms of social media and how valuable anything that you do, any strategy that you do, you really want to be all in and be successful with it. So when Lori was approached by Scholastic, she was specifically contacted by them because they saw her social following and her activity. And they figured that there would be 40,000, 50,000 people that they would now have access to for this series that they were doing. Mm -hmm. So you won't fall short in any work that you're doing. Even with something like bookstores or independent bookstores, you don't have to try to get into Barnes & Noble to be successful. Your stuff will be there online and maybe your local store will carry it. But look at into stores that may be specialized. If you wrote poetry... Find a store that's really big on poetry. Find a group that's doing poetry. Find book clubs that read poetry. And that's where you need to spend your time. Yeah. Imagine meetup.com might be a good place to look for groups. Do you guys? I haven't done a lot of work with that. No. Maybe there's like the 25th and 26th and 27th hour in the day. That would be great. Oh. I would do it then, but. If you haven't checked out every possible website where groups of people connect, gee, right? Uh, not yet, but it's Black going on my list. <laughs> I'll put somebody on that when we're done with this call. There you go. <laughs> and I need a full report. Yeah. I'll report back to you. All right, cool. Well, we are getting close to the top of the hour. So I'm going to throw at you my favorite last question. Great. Which is, what is the question that I should have asked or that you wish I asked that I didn't? What was the biggest lesson you learned helping authors to market books? Great. And what is the answer? (laughs) Okay. that's Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> All questions need to be submitted in writing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think communication. It, to me, is the biggest thing. I learned that lesson from an author who we were doing a lot of great work for early on, but we weren't communicating with them on what we were doing. So we were heads down, going, 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 and two, three weeks went by and they called me like, what are you doing for me? I paid you this money. What are you doing? Like, oop, light bulb went off and we kind of righted that ship. But if you're communicating and you have the right expectations and you're partnering with somebody, and that's for an author looking at distribution, looking at salespeople, looking at promotional people. There's a lot of people that will take your money. There's a lot of people that will offer to help you, but you have to have a relationship with people. You should like the people that you are working with and that are helping you out so that you can all do a better job at that. And it starts with communication. If you're communicating with people all the time and you understand what their needs are, you'll have a great relationship and a lot of success. Great. Well, Rick, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all these pearls of wisdom. Mm, It was absolutely my pleasure. And thanks again for inviting me. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Author's Corner. You're one step closer to writing the world-changing book you've dreamed about for years. To access today's show notes and other helpful resources, simply visit our website at theauthorscorner.com. A positive review would be appreciated. Until next time.